Hello, I'm Tom Moan, and today I'm beginning an old and yet continuing adventure. In 1968, my family and I returned to Tulsa, where I became the general manager of KORUFM and Oral Roberts, radio announcer. At that time, from 1968 until March of 71, I had a daily program entitled Good Morning, Brother Pilgrim. And now, after 50 years, I'm resurrecting it with a new title, Good Morning, Fellow Pilgrim. And a pilgrim is a person who's on a journey, and in this case, a journey of the kingdom of God on earth as Jesus prayed. So I hope you'll join me as we look into the past, the present, and the future. This is the Good Morning, Fellow Pilgrim podcast with Tom Moan for May 8th, 2020. Good morning, fellow pilgrims. What a delight to be with you today. As we continue through this time in the epidemic that's going on around the world, there are marvelous things that are happening, and those things that are happening are almost uh, too difficult to put into words. People are upset about the end of the epidemic and all that's happening, but last podcast I began to talk to you about 30- and 40-year-old prophecies given by David Wilkerson and others concerning that a time would come. And he was so specific in some of those prophetic words. He, he spoke, talked about New York. He talked about finances. He talked about sickness and the judgments of God on this earth because our nation had turned against honoring God. And I encouraged you, if you had a chance, go back and look up Davy Wilkerson, Google him, and read some of those prophetic words. They are stunning in their reality. As we talk about the second coming of Jesus Christ and the judgment of God on the earth and what we're going through right now, I felt led this morning that I wanted to go back and read. I'm going to be reading mostly from the Passion today. It's a new translation that I've really grown to appreciate going to read quite a few sections because I'd like to see if the Holy Spirit would enable us to realize you and I are living in biblical days. Biblical by that I mean that God told us about these kind of days long before they ever began to happen. But they are happening now. I was watching on some television programs this past week and people were saying they believe that Millions, if not billions of people are going to be coming to Jesus because of this pandemic when people realize they can't control everything, even with the finest of medicine and and uh, all of the things that our societies provide. People are wondering, what does it all matter? What does it profit? What have I got if I don't have life? I've been talking and listening to people on television and radio. I have friends who have spoken to me personally, and they said it's amazing how the things that are really important have come to the surface through this difficult, very difficult time. Many people believe it's the judgment of God against our nation and against the nations around the world that have served idols. And those idols have proved to be just that, idols, having no power, no strength, no joy. I mentioned in the last podcast that I had some dear friends who were out in uh, Los Angeles with an extremely multi-billionaire man 
who was part of a particular industry. I'll not go any farther than saying that. And he called my friends in, a husband and wife, and said, I've got to talk to you. I've just got to talk to you. And they said, fine. And they went in and sat down. And he, the man in a very uh, marvelous, huge office that had everything you could imagine, called his secretary and said, shut off everything. I don't want to be disturbed until I call. And the secretary, of course, said, okay. And the man turned to my friends and said, there is nothing in this world that I cannot buy. Nothing that the simplest desire that I have, I cannot fulfill. And he said, why am I so empty? Why have I been through three marriages? And not only that, but I've had all sorts of different relationships with women. And he says, none of it is ever satisfied. And he said, in looking upon you, the two of you and your children, I see a joy and a peace. And you don't have a, a, a millionth of what I have. And yet your joy is so apparent on your faces, the way you relate to your children, and even the way you relate to me with great love and care. And he said, I began to realize you don't want anything. You don't want my money. You don't want my prestige. You just want a friendship. Now tell me why you live that way. And for the next hour or so, they were able to just pour out their lives and tell them about coming to the Lord Jesus Christ and being born anew into God's kingdom and how they raised their children to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, how they taught their children from the Sermon on the Mount that food, shelter, and clothing, which are the basic necessities of mankind, should never be pursued in a primary way. For in that text it said, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. And this, as they told him, he said he was just kind of stunned as he looked at them and said, I've got the whole thing backwards. I've sought food, shelter, and clothing, and all the dimensions, and all the ways that money can apply the finest and the best. When I travel, I stay in motel and hotel rooms that run three and four thousand dollars a day. Doesn't bother me at all. But it never satisfies, even when I go into some sinful practices in those rooms. Well, my friends, they spent about an hour, over an hour and a half with this man and left him praying for him. We're waiting now to see just how God may answer that prayer. I say all of that to say this. I want to read, again from the Passion, the words of Jesus as he began to speak about the last days. And I'm reading from the Passion in the 24th chapter of Matthew. So bear with me as I begin to read. As Jesus was leaving the temple courts, this is Matthew 24, 1, his disciples came to him and pointed out the beautiful aspects of of the architecture of the temple structures. And Jesus turned to them and said, Take a good look at all these things, for I'm telling you there will not be one stone left upon another. It will all be leveled. Later, when they arrived at the Mount of Olives, his disciples came privately to where he was sitting and said, 
Tell us when will these things happen, and what supernatural sign should we expect to signal your coming and the completion of this age? And Jesus answered, At that time, deception will run rampant. So beware that you are not fooled, for many will appear on the scene claiming my authority or saying about themselves, I am God's anointed, and they will lead many astray. Now, I want to interject at this point. As I read the 24th chapter, Jesus is talking about events that took place uh, in a few years after his resurrection. And he's talking about that day and time. But then he begins to expand it. And we can listen to the Holy Spirit beginning now in verse, I think it's verse, uh, I can hardly read it, the print's so small. It's about verse 7 or 8. He says that many will be led astray. And then he said, you will hear of wars nearby and revolutions on every side with more rumors of wars to come. Don't panic or give in to your fears for the breaking apart of the world's systems is destined to happen. But it won't yet be the end. It will still be unfolding. And then these are prophetic words that flow from the Lord. Nation will go to war against each other, kingdom against kingdom. There will be terrible earthquakes, seismic events of epic proportion, horrible epidemics, and famines in place after place. This is how the first contractions and birth pains of the new age will begin. You can expect to be persecuted, even killed, for you will be hated by all nations because of your love for me. Then many will stop following me and fall away, and they will betray one another and hate one another, and many lying prophets will arise, deceiving multitudes and leading them away from the path of truth. There will be such an increase of sin and lawlessness that those whose hearts once burned with passion for God and others will grow cold. But keep your hope to the end, and you will experience life and deliverance. Yet through it all, this joyful assurance of the realm of heaven's kingdom will be proclaimed all over the world, providing every nation with a demonstration of the reality of God And after this, the end will come. Now, I've been reading all that from the 24th chapter of Matthew about the judgment. It speaks through history, everything that's going to go on in those times. And it's important for us to realize that Paul, writing to Timothy, said some of the same things. And I'd like to read from 2 Timothy, the third chapter. Because many people are saying, when I see this epidemic that's going on in the world, touching every nation, every class of people, I see the hand of God. And how many people have said to me over the last few weeks, Tom, do you ever see a greater revelation of Romans 8.28, which says, all things work together toward good for those who are called by God. In other words, not just the good things, even evil things. All things work together for good. Paul, in writing to Timothy, 
wrote this in the third chapter of his second epistle. But you need to be aware that in the final days, the culture of society will become extremely fierce. People will be self-centered lovers of themselves and obsessed with money. They will boast of great things as they strut around in their arrogant pride and mock all that is right. They will ignore their families. They will be ungrateful and ungodly. They will become addicted to hateful and malicious slander, slaves to their desires. They will be ferocious, belligerent haters of what is good and right. With brutal treachery, they will act without restraint, bigoted, and wrapped in clouds of their conceit. They will find their delight in the pleasures of the world more than the pleasures of the loving God. They may pretend to have a respect for God, but in reality, they want nothing to do with God's power. Stay away from people like these, for they are the ones who worm their way into the hearts of vulnerable women, spending the night with those who are captured by their lusts and steeped in sin. They are always learning, but never discover the revelation knowledge of truth. History has given us an example of this with the Egyptian sorcerers, Janies and Jambres, who stood against Moses in their arrogance. So it will be in the last days with those who reject the faith, with their corrupt minds and arrogant hearts standing against the truth of God. But they will not advance, for everyone will see their madness just as they did with Janies and Jamres. Then he tells Timothy, follow the example I gave you. I read all of this so that you'll realize that we're hearing from all over the world. I went back at the beginning of this podcast and said, go back and listen to some of the prophetic words of Davy Wilkerson. There are many others. He just happens to be a more prominent one. And realize what's happening today. The end is coming. Jesus is going to return again. The scriptures tell us that the only one who knows the time of his return is Father God. Even Jesus doesn't know. But he said, seek these signs, let these signs. Well, how could you not live through what we're living through right now and realize God is saying, repent people, seek my face. Do you see where the world is headed? Do you see the poverty of of morality in our society, in politics, in religion, in ethics, in legality, in history. When I was teaching in my school, I could not believe the kind of history that's being written. It's absolutely lies, distorting the past and making it fit their own particular point of view. I read all of these things to you today in hope that you will realize that God has a plan for every one of us. And that plan is for you and I to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. I ask the Holy Spirit to place within you such a hunger for the kingdom of God that nothing else will satisfy but the Lord Jesus Christ and his kingdom. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth 
as it is in heaven. Give us our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And dear brothers and sisters, there is an evil one out there trying to manifest himself through fear, epidemics. And God is saying, turn to me, people. Repent, come to me and find shelter, peace, and divine hope, even in a time like this. Glory to the living God. What a privilege to be alive in this day. May God bless it to you today and bless you to the Lord and to others whose lives you will touch this day. In Jesus' name, amen. This podcast is available for free download in iTunes and at moanministriesbookstore.com. Sarah Rahm's album, Days of Rain, is available on iTunes and most streaming platforms.